Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. You had to be there, the performance rankings, a slight tangent, and the crappy quiz. Have you ever done therapy, Adrian? Specifically related to the crappy quiz, though. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, EFL, Scottish Premiership, and much more. Live on Sky Sports. Welcome back to the show. It's Thursday night, so what would that be without the presence of the great John Giles? John, you're very welcome back to the show. Thank you, Richie. Uh, we've lots and lots and lots to sift through. Uh, we will start off with a game that I know you had your eyes on. Uh, I was commentating on it for Off the Ball last Sunday alongside Brian Kerr, and it was a result that I took me by surprise at least because I thought things under Javi Gracia had begun to row in the right direction for Leeds United. Uh, they took a mighty step back with that 5-1 loss at home to Crystal Palace on Sunday, John. Yeah, well, I'm the same as you, Richie. I thought I, I would have backed Leeds before the match. Uh, but it was a very, very disappointing display from a Leeds point of view. Uh, it went a goal up, as we know. Mm. Well, you were doing the match anyway, Richie, were you? I was, yeah. yeah. And, and like, yeah. like yourself, I was impressed with how Javi Gracia had, had perhaps changed things at Leeds and that had yeah. made them a little bit more difficult because one of your complete, one of your very valid complaints, obviously, under Jesse Marsh and then uh, Marcelo Bielsa before him was that Leeds were far too easy to play through. And that yeah. looked like it was something that had been rectified under Gracia. He had uh, Weston McKenney and Mark Rocca sitting in midfield yeah. during the course of the first half. They looked great. Luke Ayling full of energy down the right-hand side. Patrick Bamford looked like a player reborn after getting that goal. And it crumbled really, really oh, quickly. Yeah, unbelievably. I mean, well, even under Bielsa the, the, uh, and Marsh, they haven't, they've never defended well, uh, Richie. Mm. You know, they were always go, go, go. Uh, which had lots of times it worked, and it's it's worked for for this this man in, in a few occasions now. And I thought Palace, uh, I know they had a good result last week under Roy Hodgson, but I thought this is a big one for Leeds today. I really fancied them to do it. And early early on, I was a bit kidded by. It. I thought they were going to win well, but second half was just dreadful, really dreadful. I mean, the crowd. Were so, so disappointed and losing as many goals as they did as quickly as they did, mm. they just they just crumbled. Uh, so they're back in the relegation. Well, they were never out of it for a while, but they're back yeah, that's in, the in, a, in a big way now. I don't think you, I don't know? think anybody's fully out of it until they're you know the last day of the season, yeah. such as the compacted nature of that end of the table. From Leeds' mm. point of view, they're what two points uh, above the drop zone. Uh, Southampton are bottom. They're six points beneath Leeds, so things can change pretty quickly and teams can't necessarily get carried away with one or two sporadic wins here or there it's going to take a sustained uptick in form for anybody and I guess Palace are probably showing the way in that respect and the most impressive thing from their point of view was they did that without Wilfred Zaha I, I think yeah. from, from Gracia's point of view the best thing he can do heading into this weekend is to probably say listen don't get too bogged down in the second half we'll concentrate on what we did well in the first half and try and build on that for this game uh, against Liverpool on Monday well, it, 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 that's easier said than done, Richie, as we know. Uh, you know, they, they've got to do it. But it's, it's been Leeds' way for a few seasons. Attack, attack, attack. And when they do that, they, they do it very well. But they, they, they were never consistent. But uh, last weekend was, was a blow. Mm. It was a big blow, you know. I mean, Palace haven't been going great. I know they got a good win the week before uh, under Roy Hodgson. But Leeds themselves have had a couple of good wins. And then you see what we see there. So, uh, 
I'd be, I'd be more worried about them now than I was before that match last week, Richie. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think that the run of games they have coming up is uh, particularly kind either, uh, no. starting with that game at Allen Road on Monday night um, against Liverpool, which no doubt will be tricky for them. And you've got other teams that are Jesus, just as desperate. Look at the, yeah. the size of the teams that are down there. It's it, As you mentioned, though, it's Leeds defence. Like You go through that team line by line, essentially, from... from you know, forward back and you kind of think, you know, Rodrigo and Bamford, they're decent forwards. The midfield, you know, likes Jack Harrison and uh, Wilfred Nyanto and, and Weston McKenney and, and Mark Rocket. They're not bad players either. You get to the defence and then the goalkeeper and you're like, oh, your heart yeah. sinks because you think they're they're basically inviting trouble onto themselves because oh, they're just not at the level that they should be for a Premier League team. I was, I was, they've never defended well, Richie. They've always been courageous in the, in the way that they attack teams. That's going back to Bielsa. And and the, our American friend, uh, you know, when they were attacking, they were attacking, and had, had plenty of courage to do it. Um, but they were always always a bit dodgy in defence. But last week was exceptionally bad. Yeah, you know, like, like, what was it? Four goals in the second half. It was dreadful, really. I mean, it, you could see the crowd was so disappointed. Everybody was disappointed as far as Leeds was concerned. Um, so they were not on the plate. Well, there's a few teams, as we know, Richie, have a lot on the plate. Certainly do. But I would have expected Leeds definitely to do a lot better last weekend. Yeah, and you you look at the teams that those around them have coming this weekend. Um, it's it's Jesus, it's not an easy task for anybody. We, as we mentioned, Leeds have Liverpool, uh, Bournemouth just above them uh, by a point. They're going to have Spurs, West Ham are going to be playing Arsenal, Leicester down in the bottom three uh, with yeah. the new manager in charge. They're going to be playing Man City and Nottingham Forest and Manchester United. It, it doesn't let up really, and there's no, no there's no break uh, for any no. of these teams now at the moment. Well, it's a long time since we had so many teams, Richie. Yeah. In the relegation thing, I was there a week or two back. There were nine teams. There was five points separating nine teams for the relegation uh, positions. So it, it, I think that it could well be the most exciting thing by the end of the season, Richie. The way the teams are going, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, it's stretched out a little bit now over the la- the, the way results have gone, particularly for Palace, I guess. Uh, yes. in the last two matches, yes. it's now ten points separating those bottom nine, but still. Like yeah. you throw a pin at any of those teams, any of the bottom six or seven, yeah. and chances are they're going down. Uh, yeah. that, that's how that's how you know easy it is to call it, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. As as you mentioned, the other thing to look out for in the Premier League is, of course, the title race. Uh, Arsenal yes. still uh, holding yeah. leadership in the Premier League uh, with a six point advantage over Manchester City. City do have a game in hand, of course, over mm-hmm. Arsenal. Um, Liverpool didn't make things easy for Arsenal particularly in the second half last week but it is a game that Arsenal probably should have had put to bed by that stage by half time surely yeah well they brought it on themselves uh, Richie you know the the, 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 the the incident where my friend uh, Xhaka uh, changed the whole game in my opinion I mean they were well on top Arsenal playing really well the crowd were getting on to them in a big way and then you get this incident uh, where Xhaka gets involved with uh, the, the, the fullback Alexander Arnold, yeah. from nothing but he's always like he, he's always likely to do something stupid Richie he's a talented guy alright but like he's, he does things like that when there's no need to do it and Gabriel is a little bit like that and I'm Talking about Arsenal now, because yeah. Arsenal have done extremely. I think Atala's done a great job. A lot of young players, very exciting players. They started off as, as the season was going on, getting two goals in front. And then from nothing, 
Xhaka gets involved and, and gets the, the Liverpool crowd right against Arsenal. You know, the crowd were getting on to Liverpool at that particular stage. So you can't afford to do things like that when you're going in the situation that Arsenal are in, going for the championship. You can't afford to do stupid things like that. And it's not the first time Jack has done it. And that'd be my, if, if I was an Arsenal fan, that would be my worry for him till the end of the season. That when it gets really hot in those games, on the run-in, Richie, everybody's got to keep their head. They've got to be very professional in what they do. And I think this fella could do more damage to Arsenal on the run-in. And like Arsenal were lucky to get away with it at the end. Do you believe those instances can sway a game and can alter the, the momentum of a game in favour of one team or another? Definitely, Richie. Yeah. You know, like it's, 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 football is a game that can change in, in, in a minute. And in, that, in the situation that they were in, I mean, the crowd were very, very unhappy about Liverpool. Very unhappy. Arsenal were going great. And all they had to do was keep their heads, keep going. They were two up at that particular stage. And then, then you get a clash. That gives the Liverpool supporters, especially at the, that, that end, to, to, to get it, get, have a go at the opposition. That's what they were looking for. They couldn't, they couldn't have a go because they were playing so well. And he changes that. In other words, when you're on top like that, keep it nice, keep it going. Don't get into any trouble. Don't, don't create any, any fuss that can give the opposition an advantage through the crowd. Because the crowd then they, they get, behind, get behind Liverpool at that stage. There's no doubt about that, uh, Richie. That's what happened. And if it hadn't been for, for the goalkeeper, uh, Ramsdale, isn't it? Yeah. The keeper. I mean, and, 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 and Salah missed a penalty, don't forget. And the keeper made some brilliant saves. So Arsenal were, were well under the cosh from, from coasting along brilliantly in the first 15, 20 minutes going two up. You can't afford to do things like that, Richie. You do when you're playing. You've got to keep your head in, in, in all situations, but particularly at Liverpool, when, when, when you're on top, the crowd are, get, are, are beginning in a big way to get, in, get it onto the Liverpool team. Um, and you create something like that from nothing. There was no need for it. On, I'm, I'm interested to know what kind of what side of things you would fall on in terms of that result for Arsenal. Like, is that um, a worry that they should concede two goals like that and end up coming away with only a draw when it's a game that they, as I mentioned, probably should have put to bed yeah. by half time? Or you could also say that they dug in and that's a game that feasibly given the way the second half was unfurling for Liverpool they could have lost by two or three what and side of the fence it hadn't been for the goalkeeper yeah. Richie you know if you, if you start to get if you go back to the start of the game they were brilliant they scored two goals they were well on top mm. doing their stuff and, 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 and it's like there's things like that like the thing that Jack got into can change the game dramatically uh, Richie mm. there's no doubt about that I mean in my experience in football when you're winning Keep it nice. Just keep it nice. Don't give the crowd an opportunity to get at you. You know, just keep going. You don't have to do what Xhaka did. You're winning 2-0. You're away from home. Just don't don't get involved in the incident that he did. It changed the whole game. And that's what happens with a home crowd. Like, that's what crowds do in a match like that. They get behind the home crowd. And, and, and then the, 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 the visitors, like Arsenal, start getting a bit, bit, bit jumpy about it which they did, and it gives the Liverpool team a great deal of confidence. Now the crowd are behind us, now we're going. And they did it in a big way. And if it hadn't been for Ramsdale, they would have, they would have lost the match. 
And you can't afford that in the run-in. You're two up, and you could have, you didn't lose it because the goalkeeper played exceptionally well. But imagine if you lost a game, if you did lose a game like that because the goalkeeper missed a penalty. It, you, you, now you're opening it up totally. You can't afford to do that uh, things like that when you're when you're going for the chance. When you can't afford to do it at any time, but particularly when you're in Arsenal's position, away from home against a team like Liverpool, they're beating nice, playing very very nicely, and and you give it up really. Yeah. and lucky to get right. away with it. Um, what did you make of the incident involving Andy Robertson and the, the linesman, Constantine Hatsidakis? I believe the linesman's been stood down from duty this forthcoming weekend, which isn't a, necessarily a judgment on, on, on what happened there. It's more a case of mm. taking him out of the firing line, I guess, while they um, mm. get the you know, uh, facts yeah. around the situation. Um, I don't think anybody comes out of this situation particularly blameless, though, do they? Not at all. No. Not at all, I mean, the goal, sorry, the linesman shouldn't have done what he did. What is Robertson doing going over to him in the first place? What's he telling the, the linesman? It's, it's half time. He's gone in to the, and he gets involved in a situation like that. Hmm. I must be honest, it's got to the stage now with, the, with the, 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 the officials that I feel a bit sorry for them. You know, the, the, the players, not just Robertson, but everybody, all the players now are into, they're pretending to be injured, they kid the referees, they're getting at the referees in a, in a bunch. They should do uh, what the, 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 the laws are in the rugby. As in just Cap- have the captain approach captain a player? Captain only. Yeah. Captain only should approach the, the, the referee or the officials. Hmm. Only. Now, there's, there's, there's a gang of them around. And what's Robertson going to say to the linesman? Apart from give him abuse, that's all he was going to give to him. What's he going to say to him? Well done, Mr. Linesman. No way. And it's happening all the time. It's getting worse, yeah. Richie. It was bad enough in my day, but it's getting worse now. Any decision, they're around them. There's five or six around them, and they're all at it. Then the players are going down as if they're in, supposed to be injured uh, to, to kid the referee, which they are from time to time. It's unbelievably bad. I think they just go, go copy straight away, copy the, the rugby situation, and don't forget their their game is more physical. But the, you, you, we saw, we watched the rugby, and you can't go near the, the the referee. The captain is the only one that can approach the referee, and that should be the same in soccer. We've we've had issues around officials, and I'm not trying to a, a link between the two instances at Anfield and what happened on Saturday between Spurs and Brighton, but yes. Um, we have seen the fallibility of officials as well this past weekend, particularly when yes. Brighton are afforded an apology from PGMOL, who are in charge of match officials, basically putting their hands up for the third time this season with Brighton alone, by the way, yeah. uh, saying, we got a, we got this one wrong. They were denied a clear penalty when it looked like it, there was a stamp on Matoma's foot. And I, I don't know, it, it, it's hard to just explain away those instances because we thought that with the introduction of VAR that these things would become a thing of the past but people also act as if VAR is a computer and will just say fell no fell uh, as a kind of a binary thing but there's people on the other end of these things but that's something that should have been spotted like that during the course of the game that that should have been spotted pretty quickly Yeah definitely I, I totally agree uh, Richie I mean VAR is, is an instrument to help the officials uh, to, to make the right decisions. That's VAR. Mm. But the VAR is doing its job. It's the officials that are not doing their job. I mean, I saw the instance afterwards, and it's, it's, it's clear to me 
that was that was a, that was a foul or whatever it was it was a goal. Yeah. And and how how can they be getting it wrong? They're looking at it two or three times, Richie. And a lot of people say, "I'll oh, get rid of this far." That, that, that's not going to make it any better. It's, go, it's going to make it worse. You have to get the officials who have a knowledge of the game to be able to make the right decisions on that. I mean, they were pretty clear. I saw them. I, I'm sure you saw them yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't have to be a genius to look at that and say, well, that wasn't a handball. Or that was a, you know, it, it, it's... it's, it's I, I think somebody was saying recently that they should get maybe some professional footballers in to make the judgment. How would you feel but about that? I, I'd have a... I, yes, I'd give that a go. Because mm. what I found with, 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 with officials, referees and that, uh, and I don't want to be too hard on them, but most of the referees in my time and that I've known about weren't good players. They became officials. And like there's certain incidents in a tackle and things that, that referees who never played the game... It's very difficult to know whether it was a foul, whether it wasn't a foul, whether it was a penalty. Or VAR is there to help them. But they don't have the knowledge of the game to realise that was a foul. That shouldn't have been a goal. Mm. You know? And in many but, ways, it's not so much knowledge as it would be kind of instincts, I guess. Well, there's instinct and knowledge in, yeah. in the game. You know, when you, I think with professional footballers, when there's a bad tackle, most professional footballers know that's a bad tackle. Mm. And I'm going on my own experience. When, um, with the referees, and I don't want to be too harsh on them, they didn't know it was a bad tackle, Richie. They didn't have the knowledge of the game. They never played the game in a way that you would know. That was a sneaky one, but it was a bad one. Yeah. And I think if you got professional footballers in, especially with VAR, I, th- I think they'd be able to, the right ones, of course, would be able to say, no, that wasn't a, call, that wasn't a goal, that was a bad t- tackle, that was a penalty uh, instead of the, the, the instance that happened against uh, for Brighton last week, where there was at least three that I saw, and I think there might have been more in the match, where VAR got it wrong. Yeah. And VAR shouldn't be getting it. VAR gets blamed for it. But what does VAR do? VAR is there to show the officials exactly at, at close range what happened. But in football, you have to know, God, that was a bad tackle. That, that, was, that, was, that wasn't right. That wasn't yeah. a handball. Whatever it might be. And I think that there would certainly be players, in my opinion, would have a better chance of making the best use of VAR than the officials have. Yeah, you kind of, I guess you kind of see it in other sports whereby judicial panels are kind of comprised of, of former players or people who've been directly involved in the game. It's something, I guess, uh, football could, could, could learn from. Um, I'm conscious the time might get, get against us, John. So I want to move on to uh, the Champions League action that we've seen uh, this past week so far. Yes. Um, yeah. two, two brilliant brilliant games in effect involving the Premier League sides at least uh, the first of which was Manchester City's performance against Bayern Munich this is a, a, I guess a litmus test for where Manchester City are in terms of uh, Champions League competition for sure this season um, they looked really good on Tuesday night against Bayern I have to say well they had a great win Richie but I must say there was up to a certain point in the game Bayern Munich were well into it yeah you know, they played really well, and I thought, this is going to be very close. But City having the players that they have, I mean, first of all, Rodri's goal. Now, he doesn't score many goals. Nope. That, that opened it up totally. I mean, that was the start of against the run of play. It's a brilliant goal. And then the second half, they got, they got another two. We had, uh, you know, Silva coming in, Haaland again, 45 goals, which he's so far this season, which nope. is incredible. But they certainly took their chances when they got them really, really well. I, I thought it, it, it flattered them a bit, the 3-0, the, 
uh, uh, win. I thought the three goals against Bayern Munich flattered them a bit, but they 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 went for it, and they have the players that can do that. Yeah. That's the thing about City. But their attitude was good. But I felt, well, I didn't feel sorry for Bayern Munich, but I'd say they'd be disappointed that they didn't get at least one goal. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think back. The, the, the majority of the efforts that seemed to come from Bayern, there was a lot of long-range kind of shots from Leroy Sané, uh, yeah. I think. And there was maybe one or two other kind of half chances, but there was nothing at the same level really that Manchester City managed to, to carve open uh, so much so like you mentioned there on happiness I don't know if you heard this story afterwards John that apparently uh, Sadio Mane who was a substitute for Jamal Malassia during the second yeah. half uh, apparently punched his teammate after the game Leroy Sané for the way he spoke to him yeah but that can happen Richie you yeah. know like he, he, like things like that shouldn't happen And I mean what I mean by, by that is players in, in, in their own team should have to wait should have to wait until they get into the dressing room mm. before they say anything now that's down to the manager now Tuchel is only new at the job but the manager makes sure that that type of thing does not happen you can have a row in the dressing room I played in teams you have a big row in the dressing room right but not punching each other I was just going to ask did it ever come to fists no no. No, good. No, I never saw it coming to fists. It got it got a bit hot uh, at, at times. That can happen. Yeah. You know, somebody made a mistake or somebody, not a mistake, but if, anyway, whatever it might be, uh, it, it can happen. But uh, it, 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 I never I never saw it getting to the punching stage. Okay. No, i never okay. seen it that bad. You left that for Kevin Keegan yourself, though. Well, that's on the pitch. <laughs> that's, uh, the op- that's the opposition, Richie. Yeah, and that's very, and that, and that, yeah that's, uh, I guess it's a different kettle of fish entirely. Um, as regards Bayern, like, you would find it tough to see them coming back from, from 3-0 down after the first leg, but not impossible, I guess, particularly no, with the talent they have. It's impossible yeah. in it. You know, they're, they're at home, it depends how it starts, it depends how the attitude, City's attitude. I'd be surprised if they did, if, yeah. if City lose it, I'd be surprised haven't gotten got got to the to three nil situation, but anything can happen yeah. as we know in football. Absolutely. Anything can happen, and and there's no doubt. Munich, Bayern Munich are a good team to show that in the match. I mean, they were unlucky, in my opinion, to be beaten three nil, but that's the game. Yeah, uh, the Wednesday night result then with um, Real Madrid and Chelsea again, probably not the uh, scoreline that we we thought it would be, because it looked like Real should have come away from that game with much more than just a two nil lead. Yeah, I think so. Things are not good at Chelsea. You know, you got the the, the owner before him was he Todd Bowley. Is Todd Bowley, yeah, Bowley? yeah. Forecast three nil for 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 Chelsea. I mean, this is just. I mean, well, the way he's behaved anyway has been madness. All the players that they bought and all the sacking the manager, getting Frank Lampard in. You know, Frank himself made a couple of silly statements. It might been. He said afterwards, there's, there's a lack of, lack of, sorry, there's a bit of lack of self-belief in the team. Well, I don't see that. You know, it's not, it's not lack of self-belief. They're just not good enough to, to need what's had to be done. Yeah. I mean, Raheem Sterling, for example, I think has been dreadful. I don't think he's tried a leg for, 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 for Chelsea. You know, he says that the players don't know how good they are. That's what Frank is saying. I mean, and the problem is there is the, fr- the players don't know how bad they are yeah. in, in, in doing what's needed to be done and there's a lot needed to be done I thought they were lucky to get away with a 2-0 uh, 
defeat Chelsea yeah. the other day because they're, they're, they're in bits uh, and it's a big job it's certainly a big job for Frank Lampard he's got to, he's got to do the best he can but uh, I think the, the, the owners and especially Bowley is, the, is the, the top the top owner in it uh, have been play have been very very unprofessional to say the least since they've taken over that club yeah, the best thing he can probably do Todd Bowley is just completely stay out of the limelight entirely just don't think he can be, Richie yeah. he just has that itch to scratch all the time doesn't he um, yeah, and, and it's a big itch <laughs> yeah it's a big itch I mean he, he, don't forget, when he came in and they appointed, they appointed Potter yeah Potter's uh, role wasn't as manager Richie it was chief head coach uh, Head coach, yeah. head coach. Yeah. Now there's a huge difference between the head coach. What they're saying there is, we'll get the players, which they did, and you coach them. So Potter wasn't responsible for getting those players in. And I keep say- saying this in this program: every manager has a vision of what they want on the pitch. Richie. Yeah. Right. Every manager has a vision, what they want on the pitch, and it's ninety percent of the job getting the players in that you want. This is the way I want the team to play. This is what I want to do. Now, when you're head coach, what they're saying in effect is, we'll get the players in and you coach them. Right? In my, my, my experience in football, getting the players in that you want and having the vision fulfilled, if that's the right word, yeah. is 90% of the job. You're getting Joe Bloggs in. I want him to do that. I want him, that's what he, I want him to do. But if the, 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 the owner is getting the players in that he wants, and then the manager or, or the coach, like Potter, is responsible for results. Like he could say, now he obviously took the job as, as, as chief chief uh, coach, yeah. and he didn't insist that it be manager, and he didn't insist, well, I'm going to get the players in that I want. He didn't insist on that. Yeah. Right? So he didn't get the players in his one. So that's why he could say, if he was talking out straight now, Potter, he would say, well, hang on a minute. I wanted Joe Bloggs. I didn't get him. So the players that I had on the pitch weren't my players. They were the owner's players. It'll be some contrast this weekend, actually, just after seeing who they're up against uh, on Saturday. Uh, they're playing Brighton, who obviously they pinched their manager from earlier in the season. And yeah. they've since gotten Roberto De Zerbi in. And it, it's really a contrast in a well-run club versus uh, an absolute basket case in terms of its organisation. Yes. Uh, one where everything is aligned and everybody knows their place and everybody knows their role and recruitment is spot on uh, to having all the money in the world down in, in, in West London and not knowing what to do with it whatsoever. No, because that's why the owner who has the money obviously thinks, well, I know more than the coach. I know more than the man. I'm getting the players in I want. Yeah. Right now, this fellow's a, a, a brilliant uh, businessman, obviously a very, very wealthy man. That's his game. That's what he's good at. Mm. Right. But when it comes to football, that doesn't, he's, he's, he, do, he, he obviously doesn't have any idea on football. Yeah. But a lot of these guys are so full of themselves, they think, of course I can do that. It's easy. I'll buy the best players or I'll buy this player. And I'll get somebody in to coach them. They don't, they, they don't have the knowledge and the, and the intelligence of football-wise to say, I've got to get a football expert in here. 
and back him yeah. to do what needs to be done. Sometimes the smartest thing you can do is admit that you don't know enough. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, Richard. Yeah. He's not a football man. You know, he has he has his opinions on football, but everybody has their opinions <laughs> on football. But the, 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 the lads who really know their stuff are experts at football. It's like a race ho- racehorse owners, you know, the top racehorse owners. Sure, Richard. yeah, yeah. You know, when you hear them talking about anything else but racing, you think this fellow hasn't got a clue. <laughs> you know, he's not he's not he's not really there. But when it comes to horses and getting horses to win in the way that they win, I haven't got a clue about horses. Yeah. These guys are geniuses. Specialists, yeah. Right? The same in football. The top managers are special guys <sighs> who have a vision of what they want and what, what the player is. This guy spent a fortune, an absolute fortune. And they've too many players, Richie, yeah. to start with. They've got about 28 players. And that's impossible for a manager to manage. How do you do the training? Who's the first team doing the training? Who's the first team that you want? Because if you're not in the first team, you've got about 14 others who are saying, what's going on here? Yeah. I'm not even training with the first team here. Uh, allied to the fact that they now have a manager in charge who's only going to be there uh, for the during, for the end, until the end, the end of the season. Of the season. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, so he's not going to be in control of the situation, yeah. Frank Lampard. And these guys... They don't want anybody in control of the situation. They're saying to Frank Lampard, like, all the players are there now, do the best you can for us until the end of the season. Right? But who's got them into that situation? <laughs> it's it's a bizarre it's almost it, it reminds me of a situation whereby you send in a bit of a soft touch substitute teacher into a, a classroom full of uh, what my parents would have called go boys back in the day but um, yeah. that's another story for another day listen John uh, an absolute pleasure football of course on off the ball brought to you by Sky watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sport John absolute pleasure as always thanks Richie cheers take Richie care have a great down. week bye bye Bye. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League EFL, Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports